0: Welcome to the AUSA Podcast. I'm Brenna, the Director of Student Activities.
1: And I'm Luke, the Podcast Producer here.
0: In order to foster connections, encourage community, and create fun, we host the podcast each week.
1: We're here to help you navigate life on campus, life as a college student, and how to see God in both.
0: We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in.
1: Welcome back to the AUSA podcast. I almost said the Audibility podcast.
2: Oh, a crossover! (laughs) That's so awkward.
1: Um, This week we have
2: (laughs) Braylon
1: and Drew
0: (laughs) and perfectly and Brenna
1: (laughs) and uh, and me and And Luke Luke. and we're going to talk a little bit about change and how change can be scary and why it's like. Yeah, it's scary, but it's not actually that scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically, all four of us have changed majors, um, which we all feel like is something that is really stigmatized and mm-hmm. looked down on sometimes, not necessarily always, but I think I think the person going to change their major thinks it's a much bigger deal than it has to be.
0: Yeah, um, which makes sense, like... Of course. Up until 22, it's, like, the biggest personal change you've ever made. You yeah. You know, like, you... There's changes around you, but they're probably due to other people, like your parents moved you or mm-hmm. you had to change schools because of something. But, like not really your decision. But, yeah, there's it's like balls in your court. You really changed your mind,
1: and even I feel like picking your major isn't like, at least when I did it, like it didn't feel like a huge decision that I was making on my own. I was just like, Oh, I kind of liked this in high school. I Mm -hmm. think I'll be good at it. You're not forced into it by any means, but you're definitely kind of pushed toward it by people who actually care about you and have their, your best interests in mind. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think what might be helpful is like to kind of tell our stories with like, Mm -hmm. whether you want to talk about specifically like your major change Mm -hmm. or you want to talk about like kind of, and, like, the behind the scenes of that and what that was like, or just any, like, major change you have kind of experienced. Um,
0: major change, not to be confused with a change of major.
1: Yeah, major major, an major change <laughs> and change of major. There's the episode name.
0: <laughs> Bray,
2: you want
1: to
0: um, start us off? Yeah.
2: I can start us off. I came into college with an early childhood education major. All throughout high school, I felt not necessarily led but maybe more so pushed in like the pressure of becoming a teacher because I got from a lot of people that, oh, you would be such a great teacher. You'd be amazing at this. You're so good with kids. So I put two and two together and I was like, OK, I'll be an education major. Come to find out sophomore year, that was not the course for me. And I have a passion for kids, but I don't have a passion for teaching and didn't find a lot of joy in the actual like day to day planning that, you ha- that went into teaching. And so, prayed about it a lot, was one of those students that was like, I'm never going to change my major, so this feels very scary to me, and I never want to do this. But after talking with some really good, wise friends and just praying about it, I decided to change my major in January of 2022 to communications, big switch there. But um, honestly, going from that, I never thought I would change my major. But one thing that has really stuck with me since changing my major and going into the future, because honestly, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do and what that looks like. I've learned that like if I can trust the Lord with changing my major and guiding me through that, I can trust him and what my career is going to look like mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. And so there's no pressure or like this high worry that I need to have about knowing this exact career when I come out of mm-hmm. graduation, having a nine to five job sitting behind a desk. I can trust him in whatever that looks like, whether mm-hmm. that looks like two part time jobs whenever I graduate or just one job. Um, so, that is probably like the biggest thing I've learned, and I'm still holding on to and like clinging to the Lord in that because it does get scary sometimes mm-hmm. not knowing what you're going to do when you graduate. For sure. And so,
0: so thanks, Bray, for sharing that. What were some of the feelings you had like before you changed your major and then immediately after?
2: Before I changed my major, I honestly felt very stuck in it mm. and comfortable. I think that's also a big reason why I needed to change, because I was sitting in comfort mm. and not taking the leap of faith that I needed to. And so um, just feeling very stuck and like in one place, and like this is the career that I had to do whenever I was graduating, and didn't find any joy in that at all. And after changing my major... I have definitely found more joy mainly in knowing that the Lord is right there with me mm-hmm. through it. And like he was there and he still is. Um, and that, yeah, that's all. Sorry.
1: <laughs> cool. Thanks.
3: True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I came in uh, my freshman year as a kinesiology major. Um, and uh, I really did that because Coming in as undecided was more scary uh, mm-hmm. than uh, just picking something random. Uh, yeah. I had people told me um, that I would be good at kinesiology, being an athletic trainer, and I was like, "Yeah, I can do that. Uh, I can. I like people, I like sports, etc." So I did it. I uh, actually got placed into a class that was the first um, kinesiology two ninety nine uh, bioenergetics. Um, class ever and so oh. yeah i came in and i like emailed my advisor and was like hey like am i supposed to be in this high of a class and she's like you'll be fine it was really hard um <laughs> uh, and so that kind of like, got thrown into the deep end and um yeah with just really considering like what i want to do prayer conversations with people um i uh, really was like not super loving the pathway of kinesiology for myself and I was like, man, what do I do? And then very clearly one day um, felt I called a ministry, um, and I was like, this is it. People have been asking if I'm Christian studies this entire time, but like,
4: hmm.
3: <laughs> no, I actually am. Uh, you know, which is which is uh, funny the way the Lord works in that. Um, but switched my major, um, and that was my freshman year. And again, mm-hmm. kinesiology to Christian studies like nothing. Um, <laughs> is it the same between those two? Mm-hmm. So, um, and now I'm here I'm loving Christian studies. That's cool. I think it is. In both of y'all's stories,
0: cool that, and this isn't what the podcast episode is about, but, like, how community informed Mm. something in you that you maybe didn't see there. Yeah. But, like, you said everybody was asking you, are you a Christian studies major, Mm -hmm. Um, even though you weren't. And for you, Bray, talking to people to figure it out was what helped the most.
1: Yeah. And I think, like, I think really any sort of change, whether it's, like, something— like that's like really, really big and really, very hard, um or something that we kind of make ourselves to be very difficult, like a major change or something like that, which is really just a piece of paper. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's much more than that, but you know, <laughs> but um, like it's so much harder and so much worse when it's like when it feels isolating as well,
2: yeah. um so as soon sure I- as we do that
1: to ourselves, like I feel like um yeah. I just think like community is very, very important. And of course it's important because like you have people around you to speak into you and kind of bring things out of you that you might not see as there, but also like once you act on those things or like really listen to them, like the people around you are not going to kind of just leave you out to dry. They're Mm -hmm. going to help you see those things through Yeah. Um, whether it's a major change or like, moving to a different state or graduating or whatever. Um, Like change is dealt with so much easier when you have people around you, Mm -hmm. especially when they're going through the same or similar change. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is, I think why like, I don't know. I, I think this is like really paradoxical to say, but I think COVID was really hard, but also like, Could have been so much harder, like for me, my personal experience, because like I didn't have anyone around me because I, Mm -hmm. one, live in Massachusetts. So I went home and all my friends are down here after freshman year and they're getting to see each other sometimes. Um, But I'm like stuck literally a thousand miles away. Um, And also, you can't really be around people. But at the same time, like, I think because of those things, and I think this is true of most people like everyone is so much more intentional with their time and how they like spend that with other people like over FaceTime or texting or whatever um, which I think was really really cool and mm-hmm. i don't know I, that was such a transitional time i could not literally could not have imagined what that would be like without other people mm-hmm. um yeah
3: yeah i think it's funny whenever we feel like we have decisions to make or I mean, in this case, like changing your major, like we tend to feel the weight of the world on our shoulders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when it really shouldn't be sometimes, mm-hmm. like in community is one way to mm-hmm. help get that off of you. And for me, whenever I changed my major and I was like, I have to tell my mom now. I was like, that was like number one. I was like, I, I gotta tell my mom, um, like inform the family. And <laughs> I called her and I was like, so nervous. Yeah. And I was like, mom, like I'm changing my major to Christian studies. And she was like, okay. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, this is huge. Like, this is, like, (laughs) the biggest thing in the world. And she's like, okay. Like, everyone changes their major. Like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to be fine. And Mm -hmm. if you love it, like, and you really feel like the Lord's calling you to that, then, like, that's awesome. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: That's cool. Just some comfort. Can I go next? Okay, I can. Um,
1: Yeah, so I came into school, like I said, as communications major. And um, I liked it. I did, like, yearbook in high school. I did...
0: I did, too. Did you go to yearbook camp?
1: No. We went to to a
0: writing camp. It
1: was very fun. Oh, I did not Sounds lame?
0: Loved it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, No, although I did not go to yearbook camp, uh, (laughs) I did have a lot of fun on yearbook and just doing photography and videography and things like that for church and school and, like, personal projects. Um, I really came into school, like, just, like, I felt man, like communications, digital media is the major for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's what I did. And that's what I really liked. I love photography. I still do. Um, and so took some classes and, like, they were fine. I just – and I always hate telling this story or this part of the story because it sounds, like, so terrible. But, like, truly, I'd been doing those things for – I mean, now at this point I've been doing those things for eight years. So four years ago I'd been doing them for four years. And to come into school and, like, in classes kind of have to start back at square one with, like, this is what this button does on a camera or, like, this is what this (laughs) function of a camera is. Like, when I had already been super familiar with those things Mm -hmm. um, and, like, senior of high school took, like, a film, like, uh, photography class and was, like, diving into that. And I was like, this is super cool. And then to kind of, like, go back to basics and be stuck there was really, like, demoralizing. And I was like, man, like, maybe this is not where I'm supposed to be and then decided like whatever I would like grin and bear it and then went through the COVID thing Um, and during COVID I started writing a lot more than I had I kind of I I used to do that a lot and I stopped um, kind of junior year of high school and I started writing a lot more during COVID um, just as like a creative outlet and realized like that is what I really like to do. Um, and then like that summer had a conversation with my pastor and kind of discerned like some sort of call to ministry, still don't know what that is. Um, and then so going into sophomore year, I wasn't sure if I wanted to change my major and then like decided after the fall semester, I was like, I just need to. So I switched it to writing and digital studies, which like I said, not really a huge change. Um, just like super small. But I've gotten to take a lot of classes that have, like, really honed my ability to read and to write um, rather than, like, media law. You know what I mean? Which, mm-hmm. like, genuinely, like, I don't know when I'm ever going to use that information, mm-hmm. why I would ever use that information, like, just for the field that I feel called mm-hmm. into. Right, right. Um, Like, not to say that those things are not useful. Like, right. They absolutely are. And, like, intro to video production is such a useful class. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just... Like that's just not where I was and not where I like felt called. Um, And I didn't necessarily take the time to slow down and like figure that out before college. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, and I love writing in digital studies. It's like a fairly new major here. Um, There's not a lot of us. (laughs) My advisor (laughs) is the founder of the major. It's like three years old. Um, So it's been super fun and um, i I, this semester I'm taking hermeneutics, which is the art of <laughs> biblical interpretation, and uh, basically how do we read the Bible, and I'm loving it, and I'm thinking, man, I should've switched to Christian studies, but <laughs> <too> <laughs> a little too <laughs> late. Oh, no. One of my best friends just switched to Christian studies like last semester, or no, last year, like a year ago mm-hmm. uh, as a junior, and he's like having to stay an extra year, and I'm like, oh man. Um, but hermeneutics is really, really fun, and I'm glad that I can uh, learn those things mm-hmm. on my own as well um, to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That. So.
0: How did you feel about changing your mind?
1: I felt really nervous, like super nervous. I remember I told my parents, really like you were saying, I was like, oh, no. I was like, they're going to kill me. And my dad was like, okay. And my mom was kind of like, what are you going to do with writing? I was like, mom, what was I ever going to do with communications, digital media? Like, <laughs> like <the> same <laughs> okay. Not, okay. I was saying. like, I don't know either. <laughs> but that's not, like, what I'm super concerned about. And now they're like, oh, like... Like working at a church is hard, and like doing that or like going into ministry or nonprofit work is not a lot of money. I'm like, it's never been about things like that. Um, yeah, I just feel really passionate about creating things and um, making stories, whatever that looks like. So, mm-hmm. it was kind of a no brainer, um, mm-hmm. while at the same time being really scary. Right. Um, and then sort of once I've like told people that I was doing it, um, everyone was like super. Mm-hmm. S- like super helpful and coming alongside me and being like yeah this is cool and a friend of mine who was uh a year above me in, sc- in school here had changed his major and he's like yeah it's you're like you're good like it's mm-hmm. not I know it sounds horrifying but it really is not yeah and uh it was really good to have someone say that and then afterwards like I just feel so much more fulfilled doing things that I really am passionate about mm-hmm. um, rather than things that feel like busy work
0: yeah Love it.
1: But, yeah. Brenna?
0: Yeah, so I was trying to think. I changed my major a lot of times. But where does the where does the story actually start? Hmm. Um, and I think it is, like, as long as I can remember, I've never been called to any one thing. It hmm. felt like, like, uniquely, I should do this. Um, and so coming to college was hard because I was, like, nurses, teachers, you have it easy because you know exactly what you want yeah, and you right. like pick this major and then you go that track and it all makes sense. And I did not feel that way. Um, so I came to Basecamp a whole 10 years ago, which is wild. Wow. But I came to Basecamp and was a business major. Um, and, or maybe it wasn't even Basecamp, maybe all access. Mm. Um, and I was like, yes, I'm gonna open my own business someday. Yeah. 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 Quickly realized that was not for me the idea of business classes felt so wild. (laughs) And I was like, I do not want to do that. So I changed from there and was Christian studies for a year, my freshman year, um, which was fun, but I couldn't figure out exactly what I wanted, Mm. which I think is a whole separate conversation. Like to do ministry, you actually need a call to ministry. And I don't think I had it in that sense. And so I just struggled the whole year and was like, I'm not good at this at all, Mm. (laughs) which was a good indicator to me. Like this does not come naturally. Not that it all has to, but like I'm really struggling. Mm -hmm. Um, And then changed my major again. And I was an education major for my sophomore year. I was two majors within education. So elementary ed and then early childhood ed. Um, And was like, you know what? I love kids. I never want to teach them to read ever for my whole life. That sounds horrible. (laughs) Um, Big props to you who do teach them. You'll teach mine someday and I'll be so grateful. Um, and then, social communication, and I finished with my communication degree, mm. um, and I loved it. My class is really helpful to mm-hmm. me. Um, I don't know that I use it, like, one for one, you know, now. Yeah. Um, but definitely, a cool thing is I feel like I use all parts of my majors in my current job. Yeah. Um, like, everything that I studied. I joke that, like, A, hey, you should have given me, like, a you-did-it-all certificate. Like, <laughs> you tried everything. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it really was like that, and I think... For me, when I think about changing my major legitimate 10 and eight years ago, mm. um, I think the thing it did in me the most was that I grew up pretty perfectionistic and black and white, and it taught me that changing my mind is not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, that like I can change my mind and I can try to figure something out and it not be frowned upon or like a sign of weakness or any of those other things I would have feared before.
3: I think one thing you said that is really good, um, you kind of hinted at, but like when you change your major, that doesn't mean you're lesser than. Mm. Mm. Like, you know, like I that was one thing that was in my head. Yeah. And like I felt like a stigma, but like, yeah. because you change your major, doesn't mean like you don't have life figured out like yeah. mm-hmm. we're like 19 20 21 years old like we don't have yeah. to have life figured out like one hundred percent.
0: and i think at 40 i'll still have no more idea oh, yeah, about for sure any of this than i do now yeah i think we could really have a whole nother conversation on calling and all of that but yeah. um i think i used to just think of my calling as like some elusive out there thing mm. that like okay I'm just chipping away and I'm going to find it someday and I'll get there. And they figured it out earlier, but I'll figure it out someday. And that's just not true. Um, I do think God calls specific people to specific things for specific seasons. Of course. But for me, it has looked like both hands really full of a lot of things for certain seasons and then dropping something and picking up something else and then changing direction. And I don't know, I just, that feels so counter my personality. And I think Mm. that is a thing that God uses in me to make me look more like him.
1: Why do we think that changing, like, that changing our minds or that change in general is, like, a, a bad thing? Like, yeah.
0: I think for me it is that um, conception that it's weakness, that, mm-hmm. like, I'm confused on something or I haven't heard from God clearly enough or I can't get it together like everybody else can. Mm-hmm. Um which is just so not true. I almost said so BS. I do think it is that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it's just so not true. Um, and I don't know that it's that cut and dry for really anybody or that it should be. Hmm. Um, it is actually a good thing to have your mind changed. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think for me it was that like, oh, I'm weak because I can't figure it out. Yeah. Um, and if I had more faith or I loved God more or I tried more things or I like took advantage of moments better, I'd know. Uh-huh. Um, and because I didn't do that, I don't. Yeah, have this now. What do y'all think?
2: I think it also, it could be like the pressure of feeling like you don't know what you're doing. Mm. Yeah, Like I know when I told my mom and some other friends about changing my major, they questioned me right off the bat of like, well, what are you going to do with that? Like (laughs) all these questions and like, you don't know what you're doing with that. Like you can't do a lot with that. And so like the pressure of feeling like
0: if I don't have the end goal in yeah. mind.
2: Like, if I... I don't know exactly, like, what this is going to lead to, yeah. then why am I trying to change it? Why am I trying to go to a different path yeah. when I know what another path could lead to? Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. And it, I think we talked about this a bit last week, Luke, it is hard to sit in the tension of really anything. Yeah. And I think that is that, like, well, if I sit here in confusion mm-hmm. and, like, not full clarity, then what does that mean?
3: Yeah, I think we're allowed to have joy in the mystery. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know. A friend told me recently, uh, like, don't let your familiarity cloud, like, your wonder, um, mm-hmm. oh. and that's just really good. Um, and just thinking about, like, man, we may be comfortable and familiar with school and Anderson and all those things, but like, that doesn't mean we have to be have everything figured out, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, or that we can. Yeah. Yeah. But to answer your question, Luke, I think part of it for me is why that why change is so. Hard, difficult, etc. is because it's it's somewhat of a selfish thing. Yeah. Like I want to be the person that has everything figured out. I want to know what's going on, and ultimately, like my life is not in my hands. Um, mm. As a Christian, I surrendered my life to following Jesus, and that means His ways are going to be my ways. His thoughts are going to be my thoughts um, as I'm transformed into Him, mm-hmm. um, and so. Uh, yeah, it's that whole thing of like mm-hmm. I want to know what's up. I want to be in control, but ultimately, mm-hmm. like I have to surrender all of my fleshly desires and to lay it down and just mm-hmm. be be okay with the unknown.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think that's where I land a little bit as well. Like some combination of not liking the unknown and wanting to have control over my circumstances, mm-hmm. um, and I think that for. I think a lot of people feel that maybe a lot more people than I like allow myself to think. Mm. Um, But I think for a lot of people, it's that like that, that manifests itself in so many different areas other than just like change and waiting for change and like enduring change. Um, But yeah, I think it is definitely that like I'm I, I joke like for some reason, this is an icebreaker, like, oh, what's your <laughs> biggest fear? What is that? Why do we ask people <laughs> that? That is such
0: right as an icebreaker. I'm like, yeah, I don't like, know what you can do you want
1: me to give you. Like spiders. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I usually joke and I say, like, I, I remember the first time I said this actually it was in uh, one of my first new major classes, actually creative nonfiction. Um, and our professor was like, All right, what's everyone's biggest fears? And like she wanted like a deep answer. And she was like, "Yeah, give us like a like a deep answer." And I was like, "The ocean." Um, yeah. and I think like I'm not scared of like the beach or whatever,
4: mm-hmm.
1: but I'm <laughs> like deeply afraid of the ocean. Like that's that, very fair. That I'm scene, afraid of open water. Oh, I get dude, that. Oh man, <laughs> the scene from Life of Pi when the boat is going down. And he's, like, under the water. Do you guys know which scene I'm talking about? I don't. I'm sorry. Don't look it up. <laughs> it's so scary. But... There's so many other scarier water scenes. Like whatever, man, Whatever, dude. <laughs> like, <Josh. And> it, <laughs> <and> who cares? <laughs> who cares? That one scene from The Life of Pi just so gets, gets me you. horrified. Um, but, uh, but like, on a realer note, I think it stems from uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And, like, genuinely the chaos of change. Yeah. Um, because... Like, you, I don't know what's at the bottom of the ocean. I do not right. want to know. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> but... It's pretty scary. I also, like, don't know what's after senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think thinking about that in terms of the ocean is a lot easier for me hmm. um, than, like, actually facing, like, what happens. Like, what happens yeah. if I fail? What happens if, like... Or, like, what even is failing? Um, and I think we're a lot harsher on ourselves than hmm. we need to be. I have a friend... Stepping into something, um, very long commitment, very hard commitment for, like, the next year. And she was kind of freaking out last night. And I told her, I was like, if this doesn't work out and you, like, come back, like, one, no one is going to think that, like, you're a failure or that, like, you did not, like, do your best or try or, like, you're any less of a person for, like not seeing this through and not being able to see this through. Um, that's like, okay. Yeah. And also like.
0: I think that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Oh, Literally, yeah. You yeah. could yeah. have
1: a whole episode on um, that. And also like, of course, we're all still proud of you. And we're mm-hmm. all still in your corner. Like you're, you stepped out into something that was so unknown and so uncertain. Mm-hmm. And like really owned it enough to realize that you couldn't do it. Yeah. And so you came back into what was familiar. And I think like Brenna, like you were saying that is perceived as weakness so Mm -hmm. often. And Mm -hmm. I think it's like literally exactly the opposite. Like to have the awareness of your situation and yourself to realize that like this is I don't have the capacity for this Mm -hmm. um, is really like super rare. Yeah. um, And very hard for me. For sure. But.
0: Yeah, I feel similarly. I. um because of God's very clear direction, not because I was brave, quit a job in November that was mm. pretty public, like with a pretty known Christian woman. Um, and it felt similar to that. I was like, this means I failed if I can't make it yeah. work, even though I'm literally like sleeping six hours a night and like mm. running at a pace that is not sustainable. Um, and yeah, I think the more I think about it, I'm like, maybe change for me is fear of failure. Mm. Um or it being perceived as failure if I changed my mind because yeah. I couldn't get this thing together.
1: And, like, it's so funny to me, and this is my English major for uh, Enneagram 4 coming out. <laughs> uh, it's so funny to me that, like, we really, Isabel Weldy and I were talking about this the other day, that we focus on, like, the bad parts of change when, like, change is also very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, my favorite season is fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, like, a sad change because all the trees are, like hibernating um, and all the leaves are dying
0: pretty. but it's pretty
1: or, or even it like it leads to
0: amazing change exactly yeah like that change leads to more change
1: right and if you're a spring person then like that that analogy works a little <laughs> bit better I just like can barely survive spring because of my allergies same I uh, literally allergic to everything in the natural world apparently apparently yeah um, but like I don't know like the change of fall like gives way to like just brilliant brilliant colors mm-hmm. um, and I think the same is so so true of like, even if you think of like winter is change and then spring comes like or anything else, I don't know, like uh, plant growing, that's change mm-hmm. um, or uh, the I don't know, whatever,
0: whatever mm-hmm. you want to think of. I can only think of nature examples and I don't want to exhaust <laughs> that. Um A like, good argument with a friend that you're like, huh? Yeah. I didn't think that way before this. Yeah. Now I yeah. Do.
1: Yeah. Like and I don't know, I just think we always harp on. How change is bad, and we mm-hmm. don't like let ourselves see how change can be so so good. Mm-hmm. And we're so I think it is, we're so afraid of failure, or stepping out into uncertainty, or like giving ourselves like this like not being selfish, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that we don't like zoom out and see the big picture and see like pretty accessibly see what is this going to lead to you know Mm -hmm. what I mean it's not Mm -hmm. always the like hardest thing to figure out um like Brenna like when you quit that job in November like I'm sure it was hard to like zoom out and see oh this is going to lead to like better sleep and Mm -hmm. easier rest and Mm -hmm. etc etc but of course like it's not a human thing to do that in the moment yeah um which is hard
3: yeah you are so narrow minded. Yeah. Literally yeah. so narrow minded. Right. we and I talked talking about this earlier, but um, like a simple change could lead to so much potential that you have no idea mm. about. Like, mm-hmm. I would say that changing my major to Christian studies is probably one of the best decisions, if not the best, mm-hmm. I've made in college. Um, because like my path in life is now going in a completely different direction. Um, and that is the way I believe that I can glorify God the most um, with this certain mm. degree. Um, And so to you who is thinking about changing your major or you have changed your major, like, we're proud of you. Like, Mm -hmm. good job. It's scary. um, But we are here to support you and to say, like, good job because who knows the new avenue that God has for you um, because Mm -hmm. of that.
1: And if you haven't and if you don't want to or feel inclined to, that's good too. And (laughs) there's a lot of other change that happens in college to like just be mindful of handling well, mm-hmm. um, because it, it can be really hard. Change yeah. is like very hard.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and although there are good outcomes of change or like during the changing, like also beautiful things that are happening as well. Um, it's hard and it's not unfair to recognize that. And mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing to recognize that and to give yourself the space to grief, um, mm-hmm. and to like be bummed out. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know that, like, the in the changing, that's not the finished product. Yeah. Um, and it, like Drew said, we're so narrow-minded, narrow-minded, um, and yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. just about giving yourself grace.
0: Mm-hmm. But. And let yourself off the hook from thinking things matter so much. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, a good word from the word. Um, <laughs> take us there, Pastor. Hebrews thirteen eight. Just. Jesus yeah. Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. Like, things may change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that we change mm-hmm. as we grow. Um, but, like, that is something that we can constantly run to because Jesus is consistent. He's yeah. always there for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is your Christian space. I yeah. love it. And, uh, Praise <laughs> God, your Christian Thank space. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: and, like, I think in the grand scheme of things, like, zoom out, it doesn't.
0: Mm-hmm
1: it doesn't matter that much. And also at the same time, it matters so much. Like, yeah, just read the C.S. Lewis quote. True.
4: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yes. Before he
1: <laughs> talked about a C.S. Lewis quote. And I can't stop thinking yeah, this, about it. This
3: talks <laughs> about friendships, um, but I think it really can yeah. apply it anywhere. It says in friendships, we think we have chosen our peers. In reality, a few years difference in the dates of our births, a few more miles between certain houses, the choice of one university instead of another, the accident of a topic being raised or not at a first meeting, any of these might have kept us apart. Um, but for a Christian, there are, strictly speaking, no chances. Mm. A secret master of ceremonies has been at work. Christ, who said to the disciples, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, can truly say to every group of Christian friends, Ye have not chosen one another, but I have chosen you for one another. The friendship is not a reward of our discriminating and good taste in finding one another out. It is the instrument by which God reveals to us the beauties of others.
0: Yeah it's so good and so
3: yes I, I was just thinking on how that relates to changing your matrix. yeah It's this is simply one decision versus another mm-hmm. but there's a secret master working mm-hmm. the, and behind the scenes that he can use your life to glorify him in the mm-hmm. best uh, good of yourself yeah. yeah
0: I love it y'all rock
3: I think that's a great place to end
0: mm. no yeah thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no. no Braylon is so mad <laughs> Thank y'all for being on.
2: Yeah. Of course. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah,
1: of course. Peace out, it'll be it'll be hundred dollars each.
2: So
0: you Your little fee for
1: my being little on. fee.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, you're gonna have to change
0: that. Okay.
2: <laughs> Major change. Okay. Bye. 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 bye.
1: Oh well. Events first. and Events then we'll, first.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. See. Okay. See you in a second. Again. Okay,
0: go. (laughs) Okay, Okay. the events. I always say, and we always finish the episode by talking about the events, but we're not going to say that. So, jumping in with events. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make that face. So, happy Friday tonight. We have movie night, and we'll be showing Legally Blonde. I'm very excited about that. Clara has not seen it. It's her event, but she hasn't seen it, so it should be a fun time. I don't know if I've seen the movie. I've seen seen the musical. You should come. It's fun. Um, We'll have some pink snacks, of course. Hello. So 8 p.m. in the Student Center tonight is Legally Blonde. And then on Monday, we've got the Cornhole Tournament. Um, if you want to play in that, you should go to our stories today and tell us in our stories. We're building out a little bracket so that we can be most prepared. Mm. So tell us if you want to play um, in the Cornhole Tournament. You're, you can pick a partner. We'll have some really fun medals. But also, if you don't have Instagram, just show up to play and we'll make it work. We'll squeeze you in. Um, I think we should make a few brackets. Anyway, that's a note more for me and you, Bray, than for them. Um, and then on Wednesday, we have Speed Friending. This is like one of our favorite, favorite events of the year. So See, much. all so that good. applause yeah. for Speed Friending. It's so fun. Um, and you will meet new people, and it's the best, and it makes you feel so grateful for AU and yeah, for the kind so of people sweet. that are here. It's, it's so, so sweet. sweet. Me and Bray do cry because oh, it's so do very do. sweet. I'm like, <laughs> look at the thinking friends. It's so sweet. Um, so come out to that event. Um, should be in the banquet hall at 7 p.m. on Wednesday. So, hope to see you at all those fun things. Hope to see nightmare. you on the front oh, lawn. That it. is an introvert's nightmare, but also though. kind of, Luke likes it, I and love he's an it. introvert, so yeah. maybe you can do it. Maybe we all. Although can do it. if I
1: if I did it was like drained of all my energy, and came, I think that would be a nightmare. Yeah,
0: for you and for us.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. As an extrovert, <laughs> low energy. Luke is not. Go. Is a scary. <laughs> That's
0: right. Go time. Okay, have a great weekend. We love ya.
1: Bye. Bye. Popping in with a quick save the date in case you haven't heard yet. Homecoming week is the week of October 24th. It's going to be the most fun and we can't wait. If it's not on your calendar yet, jot it down. October 24th through 29th.
0: Can we plug our own product? Is that an <laughs> option? I think we can. If you're not already reading the 411 every week, It is like the most vital of emails. I really think that you should. It's one of the best ways that you can get connected. It's the way that you can jump in on new things if you haven't tried something yet. So read the 411. With all the love in my heart, read the 411.
1: This might feel a little random to you, but it doesn't to us. Our team really loves the local church. And if you haven't gotten plugged into a local body just yet, here's an open invitation. Ask any of our team if you can go to church with us. We'd love to have you.
0: Just in case you didn't know about this, SGA meetings, which are typically held on Monday nights, are open to all of campus. If you've got a brilliant idea, I'm sure that they would love to hear it. Those meeting details are in the 411, and you can just pop in if you'd like to go. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the AUSA podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, do us a favor and share it with your friends. And if you have any thoughts or questions, you can DM us on Instagram at AU411. Speaking of, to keep up with all things student activities, visit our Instagram at AU411. And if you want to get texts from us, we can send you some reminders. You can text AU411 to 833-352-0192. We promise no spam, only fun. For more information on events in general outside of just student activities or to RSVP for anything, you can head over to AU United.
1: Thanks to the band Tents for our intro song, Insert Some Quarters, and our break music, Champ Call. Special thanks to Anderson University's Makerspace, where we record our episodes, to our guests this week, to the event coordinators that planned the upcoming events, and to everyone who devoted their time, energy, and wisdom to the resources used in this episode. Again, and as always, thanks for listening. See you next time.